Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support Wrestle Talk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing well. And we've taken your feedback on on Ford. God damn it. On <laughs> Ford, folks. We're going to have shorter intros. And longer outros. Well, yeah, no, we did actually have a different bit of uh, feedback on that. Um, I've oh, got the email damn. here. Um, well, because we, the main bit of feedback that we've had is that there's too many shows. Not that we put out too many shows, it's just that there's too many wrestling shows and mm. we're covering all of them. Ergo, we are effectively making too many shows. But it's not our problem, it's WWE and AEW's yeah. problem. Like, they're, they're the actual villains. Um, we're just trying to be the heroes in all of this. Um, but one of the bits of feedback that we did get was that someone enjoyed the, uh, and they said in fact they preferred the intros and outros and get bored during the actual wrestling chats. Yeah, yeah. So do we. I mean, you, <laughs> we, we often glaze over when we're talking about the wrestling. Yeah. But the important thing is we are not taking that away from you fine folks. We're just moving it to the outro. Yes. So there'll be a little, hey, how's it going? Yeah. And then we yeah. can sort of like, you know. Toss up what we're going to talk about in the outro. Toss portion. off almost. Almost. Not quite. Mm, but, toss um, tease. That, that's saved for Wrestle Talk After Dark, mm. which is our Patreon podcast. A lot of Patreon plugs in this episode. So if you like your Patreon plugs, or there's out the wazoo on this episode. Well, that was another major bit of feedback. Plug more things. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I heard. Hey, do you know what I heard? Uh, WrestleTalkMerch.com. Yes. And, and buy t-shirts. That's another one. Have a big one over there. Creative might have something for you. Yeah. It's a new t-shirt design. New t-shirts. Um, right, so should we just dive into the show should itself? Should we probably tease, I know we do in the show as well, but the reason to stick around for the outro is... We're gonna go through our Royal Rumble predictions yeah. because we don't wanna flood your feeds anymore. So we're gonna do our, we've done our predictions as a video, but we're gonna talk about our predictions in the outro portion of this podcast, as well as do all the other usual chat, like what we're up to this weekend. Mm -hmm. The badinage that you like to enjoy. Anyway. 
We're going to talk about the Rumble to begin with, though, and some potential. We're going to go through the, the rumors, returns, and surprises, and kind of give our yay and nay as to whether we think they're going to happen. Here's the show. Right, so what we've done here is we have listed all of the reported, rumoured, speculated returns for this weekend's two Royal Rumble matches, the men's and the women's, mm -hmm. and we're going to go through them and, and just sort of give our opinions whether they're going to happen and slightly informed by the betting odds, the most recent betting odds which are from the Bavada Sportsbook. I thought you were going to say the most reliable of sources. The betting odds. Yeah, stuff that fluctuates massively <laughs> from hour to hour. You might as well go. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna reference who's gonna return at the Royal Rumble based on Bitcoin prices. <laughs> based on horoscopes. That's how far it, it variates. Right. So first up, Edge. Now I know we've just made fun of this a lot, but for me, this is the most likely return. I agree. Yeah. In the Royal Rumble, Mike Johnson is so adamant that this is happening. I think he went as far to say, I am, I believe, my belief is he will be in ring in WWE by this time next week. And we posted that on say like Wednesday, I think it was like Tuesday, Wednesday. So he is saying that it's either going to happen at Worlds Collide, it's going to happen on Smackdown, it's going to happen at the Rumble, or it's going to happen on Raw. But there is four opportunities for Edge to return here. And if I was a betting man, which I am not, I've got to say it's the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, because... It's not gonna. It could be SmackDown. Mm -hmm. You know, he he feels so. Uh, what's the word? Connected to that. Yeah, brand. part of that that brand's fabric. He was the guy that built that show up, really, in the in the mid to late noughties. Before it was the house that AJ Styles built. It was very much the house that Edge and the Undertaker. I was going to say it was the house. It was the room that Edge had sex in a lot. <laughs> it was his shack out back from Raw. So I think we, you know, if WWE do this quite often, they'll do a huge return angle as close to the pay-per-view as possible to get that swoop in of buys and interest ahead of the, ahead of the actual show. Because it's, WWE don't really build things over time now. They do the bulk of the push, not even on the go-home show, but a few days before the event. Just on that topic, you know, we were just saying that there's only five women announced for the Rumble. Uh, for the for the women's rumble, I wouldn't be surprised that on Sunday they're going to announce a load of names. Oh yeah, as a way to be like, hey, now it's time to order the WWE Network. We've just announced twenty names that are going into the rumble. Or, or maybe it's another SmackDown angle mm, that all be. the NXT people are actually like, oh yeah, we were part of this as well, and you know, because they're going to have to be. Edge is currently one, two, three, four. He's the sixth favorite to win. Yes. I don't what? think he's going to win the Rumble. I think that he is no, going no, no. to. I, I, yeah, and I would love to see Edge in the Rumble. Mm. And the reason why I'm, I am thinking it is quite likely. It's not just because Mike Johnson is so adamant that it's happening. It's because Edge is so adamant that it isn't happening. Yeah, yeah. He is very much <laughs> in the case of like, no, I'm telling you, it is not happening. Wink, wink. It really is feeling like <laughs> he's not. Oh man, what was um? It's not Khan. 
We're not doing Khan in Star Trek. Uh, what was it? Into Darkness? You can't say Khan in a wrestling context. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Khan! Not that Khan. But yeah, like when JJ was like, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is not playing Khan in Star Trek. He's just not. He ju Oh, by the way, it's Khan. <laughs> Christoph Waltz is not Blofeld. It's just not Blofeld. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, Blofeld. Yeah, Blofeld. Uh, but the, I mean, just to, just to give the overall history, Edge actually returned at SummerSlam. He hit a spear on Elias on the pre-show, which was just such a weird place to do such a spot. Well, it was in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, oh, do it on the main card then. <laughs> well, I you, think it was worthy. But that's on YouTube. That's where the big, uh, more people have, saw, uh, have seen that than they did right. the show itself. Uh, and then he's gotten in very good shape off the back of it. There are all these reports that he's getting checked out in Alabama. Is it Alabama? Pittsburgh. Where? Pittsburgh is where the sort of WWE medical offices are. Anyway, that's, I would say, that's going to happen. Oh, I, mm, I'm not going to say no, for no, it, sure. Okay, we've got to say yes or no. Oh, no, because otherwise, because I don't want people to sit there, like watching the rumble, <clears throat> number 30 hits, Edge doesn't return, people are like, you mother effers told me it was going to happen. Well, this is based on our opinion. I think it's going to happen. So do I. There we go. John <laughs> Cena. No. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. No. Too busy with movies. Yeah, I don't know what movie he's currently working on, but I would have just assumed that he is busy with his movies. I think, if I had to guess, it's a franchise that The Rock has just departed. <laughs> swooped on him now. Well, you need a wrestler, big guy, who can yeah. do comedy as well as seriousness. Over here, Buzz. Over here, that's me. Uh, of course, it, go back and watch the Fantasy Booking Warfare, if you haven't, with me and Adam Blompier. He booked a fantastic angle with John Cena and Edge uh, in there. Yeah. So that, that, but I don't think Cena I don't think Cena's going to be there. Uh, likewise do I not think Kurt Angle is going to be in it which was sort of Bombier's run of legend returns it was mm. it was Angle comes out like 26 then Cena for that face off then Edge for that face off. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Angle's no I think he's very much done. We, you and I saw him at the BT Sport events uh, when they were launching over here, and oh boy howdy, was it uncomfortable to watch that man just stand. Yeah, you know how he got that, you can see it in the Raw general manager days when he's got that slight hunch, I don't know what it is, it must be, is it a neck yeah. atrophy thing? Like he has to like bend his knees yeah. and sort of like have his back straight in order to just stand comfortably. Presumably he'd hunch over if not. I mean, yeah. I, when you say comfortably, I imagine comfortably for him is something akin to this. Yeah, but <laughs> laying down. In, in a, you know, You've got to save face, and it's, it's the legs that buckle. Yeah. Uh, Lars Sullivan. Yeah, this is an interesting one. He's been out for a while. Been, we haven't seen or heard of him because of the, the injury that he suffered. Oh, I saw a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> so did. I, I mean, yeah. Now. Andy Datsun was the one. He was our sleuth reporter to go through and watch the. Uh, I think his exact quote was like, he's surprisingly not well endowed. The, uh, the alleged. The alleged. Because it, it? it's, not, it's not been confirmed. We've just got to it's say A lad that looks very much like him. There was a sort of a naughty video from a while back that he, he did. Yeah. You know, people do it. It's fine. Absolutely. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just fun. It's definitely funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it is. I, I'm, not, I'm not against it. No, neither but am I. But you cannot argue that it's funny. Yeah. You cannot argue. It'd be a double standard if I said it wasn't. Yeah. Considering all of those forum posts that he made as well, for this then to come out afterwards... Oh, it's delightful. It's like, oh, you're being really homophobic. <gasps> and you turned out to have once done a homosexual thing. You went gay for pay. I'm so shocked. <laughs> uh, right, so I, yeah, I would say no. He's, he seems to be injured. Yeah, I, I think he's, we're not going to see him for a little while yet. There was a couple of months ago, he posted some workout videos where he looked in really good shape and, and sort of mobility. But yeah, I... I I think it will muddy the road to WrestleMania. I'm also going to say as well, there's too many big guys in this year's Rumble. 
like you've got Braun in there, you've got Brock in there, you've got uh, Rowan in there, you've got like a lot of these sort of unstoppable monsters to put, and Big Show as well, to put another unstoppable monster in there is just like the, there's only so many times you can say, how on earth are you gonna throw this person out? This is a promotion ultimately booked by Vince McMahon. I don't know why you think it, it can't have. There is a limit to the big sweaty men. There's only, I mean, there's only so many orgasms that man can have <laughs> in one hour long period. So it's, and it's seven. But <laughs> the, I, I haven't been able to break it in a 24 hour period. Get in touch if you have. Um, but on that, on that topic, Tyson Fury, he's a, he's a big, big guy. Now, do we know if Fury was the draw that WWE were expecting him to be? Like, they, he did get them some mainstream appeal. Yeah, but, you know, he hasn't brought any any viewers in, like yeah. Tyson, which is the most famous, effective example of this sort of thing. Which was kind of my question. Like, it, it was sort of an experiment to be like, hey, look, Saudi are paying us a lot of money. We think we could put this match on. We think that could draw in this mainstream appeal. The BBC reports on it, for God's sake. But did that translate then into extra people sticking around to make it worthwhile paying to mm. bring him back? Well, I don't think it was ever meant for that. It was a move to appease the Saudi prince first, because mm. he's very into boxing at the moment, it seems. And again, anyway, he has a big fight with Deontay Wilder in February. So I don't think he'll be in this at all. It definitely won't be, if he is involved, it'll be to like, I don't know, get up on the apron, punch Braun Strowman, Strowman gets eliminated by someone else. He won't actually get in the ring because, you know, he's five weeks away from one of the biggest fights of his life. You think they'll, you'll think they'll stick with the Braun thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I would say no. Okay, so so far we've no, said... No, it's we've only said, Edge so far. Yeah, I was about to say, we've said yes to Edge, no to Cena, no to Sullivan, no to Angle, and no to Fury. I'm going to say no to The Rock. Yeah, I'm saying no to The Rock as well. I'm going to say... Yes to Goldberg. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that one. I can definitely see them doing Goldberg for a another Lesnar-Goldberg stare down. And Riddle. If Riddle's a feature of this, Triple H said he's the obvious one yeah. to go in there against Lesnar. I mean, your fancy booking was so inspired to have Gilbert come out as sort of the red herring, but then to build that up for the number 30 reveal of Goldberg. Yeah. I don't think WWE could do anything that good. Well, borrow it. That was the only good thing in, the, in that booking. <laughs> the only thing I have not regretted <laughs> since doing it. Uh, where were we? So now we're into the sort of more, so Jeff Hardy, I'd also say no. Yeah, I think he's still out, also he's got court dates. That's it, his court date is post-WrestleMania though. Yeah. Um, I don't know how injured he is now. I don't know how injured he is, but this isn't TNA, so they're not gonna put the world title mm. on him, which <laughs> they did when he had court dates to urge you. Um, so I don't think they're gonna bring him back for the, I, I would be surprised if they don't bring him back at all before his contract expires. I think we'll see Kane. Yeah, I can definitely see Kane. Uh, as yeah. an entrant, you know, that, that the Rumble match feels like Kane, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, oh, that's another monster to put in there. Booker T is something that's been teased a lot, and what got a lot of people interested was that they WWE copyrighted the trademark for Harlem Heat. Again. Yes, but it, it should be noted, it was for merchandise. So it was for merchandise purposes. They are in Houston, I'd imagine they're probably gonna sell some Harlem Heat sort of commemorative merchandise for that you know event in itself. But I really wouldn't be surprised if they did want to do that Harlem Heat versus Revival match. The, you know, the Revival, they wouldn't have put that on TLC pre-show mm. if they weren't, I mean, what am I talking about? If they didn't have plans to do something down the line with it. Well, Vince's biggest bugbear, and he, he legit hates it, is people teasing a match that won't happen. Yeah. So, and they, he apparently must have signed off on that. 
was a very orchestrated angle. Uh, so I'm going to say yes to Booker T. Um, and Santino, this is a this report is a from one. PW Insider, sort of came out to, today, last night. So we came into the office today, and you said, obviously, oh, in the Santino report, and all of a sudden my heart said, was like, oh no, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's rumoured for the Rumble. Yeah. Well, this, I think this could go two ways, because maybe it's not the men's Rumble he goes into. Oh, you think it might be a Santino? No, I don't think they could do a Santino thing, not in 2020. Well, you say that. They did make James Ellsworth win the Women's Royal uh, Women's Money in the Bank. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only hey, way... If Nia Jax can go in the men's rumble... The only way it works is if he's in both of them. Ah, uh, that's the way to that's do it. That's the way Equal to do it. Equal opportunities. I think that's the way to do it, is that he appears in the men's rumble. If the women's won main events again, he comes out as Santina. Well, I think you could do it the other way around too. Yeah, you could do it. The th that's the funnier way. But yes. Yeah, this, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I you know if Mike Johnson's saying it, that's pretty much he's, he's very on the money. Very on the money. So go go over to PW Insider, take out an elite subscription. It's well worth it. Mm. Uh, so the only other men's one we haven't discussed is CM Punk, and I'm saying no. I am also saying no. And you know what? Ultimately, I wouldn't want him to. Yep. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like, I, d I would want him to return in a different way. I don't know why. I don't know, the Rumble seems like a really good way for him to return, mm. but like, when I look at the sort of the field of people, the only person I could want to see him go up against would be Seth. And Brock. Of, uh, yeah, Brock. I'm, Brock I'm at number one, I'm Paul less, I'm less interested in Brock. I'm more interested in a match with him and Seth. But Seth is so busy at the moment with Owens and Joe and Big Show and, and all this sort of stuff. I don't see how putting CM Punk in there is a you know is worth it. Mm. Just it will just overshadow Owens and Joe more. Yeah. Well, I d you know, but Punk has been notable by his absence on WWE since Seth's heel turn, where he was referencing it. Apparently, Vince was angry, but there's speculation maybe Vince was angry to work the boys, and there is a plan to do Rollins versus Punk. He wasn't advertised for this week's WWE backstage, even though it was his first appearance this year. There so is. A, we don't know. Okay, so I'm going to. You carry on for a second because WrestleVotes tweeted out something <coughs> yesterday. Oh, it was about the plans being kept very. Very, yeah, so yeah, so WrestleVote said, I've nearly got it here. Uh, guys, I've been asking, details are being kept quiet regarding the Rumble, which is a really good thing, to be honest. The element of surprise, no matter how big or small the surprise may be, is good for the event, which I 100% agree with. Mm -hmm. But that, WWE keeping it so close to their chest does mean that they've got someone big. And whether that is Edge or whether it's Punk, I don't know if it's going to be both, but them keeping it so close to their chest makes me think, it is a big name. Or they've got a terrible idea. It's Cain Velasquez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over on the women's side of things, we've only had five <laughs> women announced at this point. I believe it's Charlotte Flair, uh, Nikki Cross, Sasha Banks was the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Sarah Logan. And Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So that's 25 people, apparently NXT and NXT UK are going to heavily feature. But they're going to have to because they don't have mm -hmm. enough women on either roster to fill out that rumble. I think we could probably guarantee that Liv and Lana will be in there to have a stare down. Yes, yeah. Uh, Shayna Baszler is the overwhelming favourite, going by the odds. Just Charlotte good. Flair is next, then Sasha Banks, and then Ronda Rousey. Yeah, so Ronda Rousey's been a name that's been rumoured for a while. Some people thought she might be returning a Survivor Series, and with the whole Becky Lynch uh, loss at WrestleMania, it's sort of 
makes sense in a way for her to return at the Rumble, win the Rumble, and set up that rematch at WrestleMania, which will have Charlotte Flair added to it, and then we can have lots of suspensions and firings <laughs> and apologies to really beef up the interest in that story. Well, there is a good story there that they could do. You know, Becky beats Asuka, and then Ronda wins the Rumble. Becky's like, well, I've got one more thing to, to yeah. do then, and it's beat you with your shoulders to the mat this time. <laughs> Tap you uh, out. You know what, I'm gonna go out on a limb, because I played it safe with the men's. I'm gonna say, yes, we're gonna get a Rousey return. I... <clears throat> I'm going to say no. I think she's going to return at WrestleMania. Ooh. Uh, Ruby Riot's currently out with injury. She is apparently in the area, as is Nia Jax. Yeah, which is good for me because she was my uh, surprise pick for, uh, for the predictions. I'm going to say sweet, yes sweet to bonus both. Point. I'm, I'm going to say, say, yeah, say yes to Riot and yes to Jax. I'm also going to say maybe Jax could appear in the men's. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The year after they did it. Yeah. Uh, that was a great spot. Now, two, a lot more out there ones. Paige is the one that's been rumoured and speculated. Yeah. In varying degrees. I'm not so sure on Paige. She was very cagey in her answers about it when she was doing the UK mm. press tour uh, for the BT Sport launch. She was not, like, it was never a very definitive no. She was being very cagey about it. Um, but I, I don't know on that one. I think it'd be great. Yeah. I think it'd be amazing. But I'm, I'm unsure. But I'm you've sure. got to, you've got to, you've got to make. Ah, you, you and your steadfast rules. I feel like we've just made up as we go along. Yeah, I'm saying no. I'm gonna say no to, and I'm also gonna say no to AJ, AJ Lee. Lee. Yeah. yeah, AJ Lee's a really interesting one. I think if there's one person in this world that really wants her to return, it's Stephanie McMahon. Mm. And if Stephanie wants something that bad, I think she will try as hard as she can to get it to become real. You know, look at Ronda Rousey. Like, Ronda Rousey really was a Stephanie and Triple H project. Yeah. So I could definitely see Stephanie really pushing hard to get AJ. AJ left the company because of the bad blood between Punk and WWE. Now that they're, you know, sort of like seemingly on firmer ground now, could that open up the doors for an AJ Lee return? I'd really like it as well, actually. Yeah. Apart from her, the fact her music is dreadful. It is among the I worst. I like her music. Oh, no. It's, it's for me. And she skips down to the ring. I know I'm going to get heat for it, and I got heat when I did the <laughs> Royal Rumble Rumors video. It is among the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, but I, I would love to see her back in the WWE ring. It, if she comes back, I really hope Paige is also in there. Yes. Just for a bit of a... That, that'd be, that would be an incredible be amazing, yeah. moment. Uh, but I'm going to say no to both. Yeah. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, the possibilities of sudden returns and nostalgia, cameos, legends, actual full-time comebacks, yada, yada, yada. Let us know in the comments down below and we'll be replying to those throughout the weekend before the event. Luke and I will be here on Sunday evening to live stream the Royal Rumble along with you guys. I'm We're not so excited. Yeah, I'm I love the so Rumble. so excited. I love the Royal Rumble. The first one we've ever live streamed. I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, this is because we started live streams at WrestleMania. Yeah. So this is going to be our first Rumble Live. I'm, I'm super excited. And hopefully we can do it in our new setup studio, yeah. which is a bit comfier. Yeah, we've got chairs that are oh. terrible for lumbar support, but they, oh, they just yeah. make you slide. Oh, you <laughs> um, it's going to be freezing, though. Well, no, is the heater going to arrive in I time? Know, it said Friday, but it might be Monday. If it's not today, it's Monday, and we're going to be. We might do it in here. Uh, so it's not much warmer in here, in fairness. We did our Royal Rumble predictions in a, in a new kind of way. We, I was very happy with the videos. I thought it was really funny. That. Thank you, everyone who went out of their way to go and tell us that it, they liked, they enjoyed the video. It, yeah. it did mean a lot to us. It really did, uh, yeah. Because you know, we try, we try, we try and keep it fresh. Yeah. And sometimes. 
it's it's it turns out not that freshly squeezed. And it sometimes it turns freshly out freshly squashed. <laughs> it sometimes it turns out you put a broken microphone at the front. Yes. Yeah. We'll fix that next time. It wasn't the room's fault. It was the broken mic yeah. that was the audio issues. You might remember last year when we people were like, hey, one of your mics is really, really quiet. Yeah, it was that mic. Yeah. It was the, the broken microphone that we've yet to replace. Um, so we are going to do, if you missed the sort of like actual chat about the Rumble, me and Luke are going to have that in the podcast version of this show. So go over to wherever you get your podcast from, download this episode, and at the end, there'll be a little podcast exclusive of us chatting through the matches. Yeah, yes, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. It's available wherever podcasts are available. But right now, because we haven't done it yet, NXT TakeOver... It's not, called, collide. it's not called that Blackpool either. Blackpool Collide. It's just, with... called, it's just called Worlds Collide. Where is it? It's in Houston as well. It is, yes, it's in Houston. Um, so Laurie and Simon talked about this yesterday, um, and I think we've actually got a couple of uh, questions about it in the mailbag as well, that they feel Worlds Collide has really hampered NXT. Um, it's their Survivor Series. Yeah, because it has become this sort of like arbitrary thing. Bearing in mind, they've got Portland in two weeks, mm. and you know their argument is that they've, they've done no effective build for that show because they've been so focused on worlds collide which effectively means nothing yeah which is a real S shame some fantastic matches though and that's <laughs> what i was about to say the thing that really like i think this is going to be a fantastic show i mean this is a show that's got finn balor versus Ely dragonoff on it like i mean come on Dragonov just does something to me in my heart. Yes. Uh, on the pre-show, we have got Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray is the NXT UK Women's Champion, mm. and that is who I'm going with. I went for Mia Yim. Really? I'm really, really flying blind with a lot of this. <laughs> I am. Um, so when I was doing my predictions, I suddenly realized that with the exception of Kaylee Ray, I just picked all NXT guys. Mm. And I was like, oh, maybe, no. I probably should throw a couple of UK ones now. I don't think that this show is designed for them just to completely bury the NXT UK brand. Um, now, up next, we've got uh, what I think is going to be a show-stealing match. DIY of Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa versus Mustache Mountain of Trent Seven and Tyler Bates. Yes. yes, please, mate. And this is what I find so effing infuriating about WWE. Why isn't that on SummerSlam? Why isn't that at a WrestleMania? Why isn't that a WrestleMania match? Mm. Like, why is this being a, a buried match on this takeover on this World's Collide show? That makes literally no sense to me. I agree. Uh, I also watched a clip of Mustache Mountain on the BBC children's show Crackerjack. Really? Oh, they brought Crackerjack back, haven't they? Uh, and they can't open a jar of, I think, marmalade or something. And Mustache Mountain comes and said, "I'm a big, strong boy. Let <laughs> me get it open." <laughs> And they try, and they Flawless really, really try, version. and they get, no, it's stuck there. Is, is it, like, Trent and Tyler, their comedic delivery is on point. It and it's in front of a live studio audience. Maybe yeah. that's where they're more comfortable. Yeah. It's very, very good stuff. Who are you uh, going for, though? I'm going for Mustache Mountain. I think I went with DIY. No, I think I went with Mustache Mountain on this one as well. I think you can play on a bit of Champa Gargano rustiness. And, yeah. You know, they, they can lose graciously. Uh, Angel Garza defends his Cruiserweight Championship against Isaiah Swerve Scott and from NXT UK, Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks. It is so upsetting to see Jordan Devlin oh, yeah. in this Cruiserweight slot. And Travis Banks. Yeah. Travis Banks is incredible. I, I think it's going to be a retention for Garza. I've gone the same way. Yeah. Uh, as we said earlier, Finn Balor versus Ilya Dragunov. Oh. oh. I'm, yeah, well, Balor. Balor's going to win this. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm worried for Dragunov because I feel like they're just going to 
keep booking him as the guy who loses in really exciting matches against top talent, you know, Cesaro, Finn Balor. He's the guy who gets that main roster slot, really. But that means he's always losing. Mm. Yeah. I don't watch NXT UK. I think they are starting him into a feud with Walter mm. over the title. I'll watch that. Yeah. Uh, I actually have gone with Dragunov on this one, and the only reason I did is because I think I went with too many NXT guys. So I was like, wild card prediction. But I still have time to change it, so I am going to change it back to Finn Balor, and I'm going to move to Mustache Mountain. Well, that's that's my that's my guiding uh, strategy here. That NXT will win overall <laughs> by a margin. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure they can do a points thing because there's six matches, which means it could just be a draw. Well, no, no, it'll be. NXT will win yeah. four matches. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, for the NXT <laughs> Women's Championship, or just the NXT Championship as it's being renamed, Rhea O'Reilly, sorry, Rhea O'Reilly, <laughs> very, very different person, Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Ripley's got to retain, right? She's got so 100%. much momentum at the moment. Love her. 100% it's yeah. got to be Ripley. And in a mouth-watering eight-man main mm. event, it is Imperium of Walter, Fabian Eicher, Marcel Bartel, and Alexander Wolfe, versus the undisputed era of Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. That chop from Walter to Adam Cole on NXT was a thing of (laughs) beauty. And I cannot wait for this match. This this has got like match of the year written all over it. Uh, Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna go for undisputed era. Uh, Also on the other one, I think Tony Storm losing might facilitate a call up to the main roster. Mm, Yeah. Uh, And I think that's long overdue. But uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, really, I cannot wait for that. I mean, I'd, it's going to be a fantastic show. Just so everyone doesn't hate us <laughs> I, in a knee-jerk response, prepare yourselves now. We're not going to cover this, unfortunately. We're too busy over the weekend. There's not enough people to do it. And of, of all the shows, we, 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 you know, do we cover SmackDown? Do we cover Royal Rumble? Yes. So unfortunately, this is the one that's missed out. Yeah. So we're not going to live stream it. and We won't be able to do like a, a four-minute review or any of those bits either. Yeah, it's a real shame. It's a real shame, but blame WWE for moving SmackDown to Fridays. Um, the well, we'll try and find a way to figure it out going forward. But January's sort of been a, a reshuffling month for us while we figure out what the proper schedule and everything that works is. And this is this has been considering all the stuff that's gone on. This has been the only victim. You know, yeah. we've covered all of New Japan and all that. So, so don't hate us. Yeah. Also, we've got Wrestle League revamped. Yeah, relaunch because the Royal Rumble starts the latest season of Wrestle League. And now, Patreon exclusive, $5 and above of course, we've got an online portal to make it really easy for you to change your votes and do all that stuff and see where you are in the leaderboard. It's not gonna be a case of, oh, I've gotta check a few days later, see where I am on the thing, or, or how do I find that Google form again? We've invested in a proper web portal as part of WrestleTalk.com. So yeah, click the link down below to go there and you know you can log in with your Patreon. Log in, that's how it works. Uh, and if you don't have a Patreon, you just click the button and, and you can sign up and then you can log in. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's gonna be a really fun predictions league. We're gonna try and do some more stuff about it over on our Facebook page. We're gonna try and do some more community posts about it. Randy Andy is gonna go through some stats. So if you're a stat-loving man or woman, you're gonna really enjoy being part of Wrestle League now. And it's particularly if you enjoy Randy Andy Datsun doing videos. <laughs> there is there is a weird contingent. <laughs> Everyone's got a niche, and you know that's his. Yeah. So let's do some war. 
Oh no, we had a really good suggestion. Okay. A couple of well, a couple. Someone suggested we do Nirvana's uh, "Rape Me But Rate Me," which I think is a bit is a bit dodgy in 2020. Mm. But I did like. <clears throat> it's ratings man. Mm. Hallelujah! It's ratings man. Hey man. <laughs> so, Tall, yeah. young, dark and sweet. Is that it? Absolutely <laughs> soaking wet. It always reminds me when I went to Bloodstock a few years ago for my cousin Stag Dig. We went to go watch um, a tragedy. I think they're called. I can't remember what the band's called now. But they they are a metal Bee Gees covers band. Oh. And they did a metal cover of it, It's Raining Men. And you've never seen so many like greasy, <laughs> heavy, burly blokes with long, greasy hair, metal heads, just all of the top of their lungs shouting, It's Raining Men! Hallelujah! It's Raining Men! It was absolutely phenomenal. I think we need to ch change the men part. It needs to be, It's Raining Something. Right, so it's ratings. It's Sorry, it's ratings. Stan. It's rating stats. <laughs> there you go. Hallelujah, it's a rating stats. Okay, well, the AEW NXT ratings war are in, and it's um, it's an interesting one. AEW won for the fourth week in a row. It's a clean sweep for 2020 so far, but they were down, and NXT was up. Yes, uh, taped show for AEW, so a lot of people expected it to be down because taped shows historically have never done they don't do as well as live shows do because people have already seen the results. But I think AEW's thought process was, got a big title change, it's going to be a cool show to, to look at. That should stop the, um, the ratings pattern, that, that historical ratings pattern. Yeah, and they did everything they could, in yep. my opinion, to, to insulate against that usual ratings drop. I th it's one of the most memorable wrestling shows I've ever seen. Yeah, and it was only down 7%. did 871,000 viewers, which is still very, very good. Um, but it's, it's dropped below that 900,000 that they've been quite consistent with mm -hmm. in 2020. Yeah, it was 940,000 last week. It's interesting because they sort of lost, uh, quick maths, 70,000 viewers. Mm -hmm. And NXT gained 70,000 viewers. I don't know if it's because NXT, even though it hasn't really promoted it, this is a go-home show for Worlds Collide. For Worlds Collide. But more importantly, they did say that they were going to be involved in the Rumble. Like that yeah. was on a few bits. It wasn't just a report. It was on a few bits of WWE marketing. Yeah. So I wonder if people thought, oh, I wonder if there's going to be a big Rumble angle. They also did have a title match themselves as well. Yeah. Keith Lee versus Strong for the yes, North yeah. American Championships. I'd imagine that was probably a bit of a ratings draw for people. Mm -hmm. uh, but that did 769,000, up 10% from last week. Uh, they were also 14% up in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is super duper important. Uh, but Dynamite won every demo except for the over 50, which is really NXT's core audience. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty much the same amount of people who were watching wrestling overall as last week. Just it's AEW's gone down, NXT's gone up. So yeah. congratulations to both brands. It, absolutely. Yeah. Another great night uh, yeah. in, the, in the ratings and the wrestling world in, uh, mm. itself. Uh, right, so should we do our stories of the week? Yes. We'll do your second because it's funnier. Um, but we'll, um, my most interesting story this week, and a story I've been very fascinated by, is this, and it is speculation, on my part. Well, informed by something yeah. else said offhand. Kenny Omega losing power in AEW. 
Now, if you saw my Wednesday news episode, I went into like a lot of the context surrounding this. You know, Kenny Omega signed in February. His two big ideas in AEW 2019 were, I'm the worst wrestler in the world, um, or I'm losing my place as the best yeah, wrestler yeah. in the world, and the Joshi girls being sort of like the, the figureheads of the women's division. The Kenny Omega being the worst wrestler in the world really didn't do anything for, for anyone. No. Uh, you know, he lost to Jericho, he lost to Pac, he lost to Moxley. He, not positioning himself as the top star in the company, got a lot of criticism from fans, got a lot of criticism from wrestling pundits. It didn't work. And 2020 has seen that being completely shifted the other way, and he mm. is now pushed as one of the top stars in the company, and it's been much better because of it. He's a tag team champion, involved in the best storyline in wrestling, possibly. Certainly my favourite. Yeah. Um, and the Joshi girls, while they got over in the early days, because of their commitments with stardom, a lot of them weren't on TV. And I think that's, it's, you know, it's not all Kenny's fault because Brandy is in charge of the women's division. But I think the women not getting a focal point on TV at all. You know, we I bring it up all the time, but full gear, the women's match had one week of build. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not good enough. And I think Kenny has shouldered some of that responsibility. Riho had to take like a month and a half off because of stardom. And that really, really hurt her popularity because in that month you then had Statlander debut, you had Shanna, you had Big Swole come in. And all of a sudden it just felt like Riho became so less important over, you know, under these other women that have come in. And the storyline points that have been focused on in the women's division are more of the westernized, over-the-top professional wrestling things, which haven't connected, you know, the Nightmare Collective. Yeah is the flip side of what Omega's involved in now. It's it's the worst storyline. Yeah. Well, amongst the worst in wrestling. And there was the story uh, that came in from Meltzer that after the Dark Order finale uh, episode that happened in, so the last episode of 2018, Tony Khan, Tony Khan has, sorry? 2019, 2019. my bad, 2019. Uh, Tony Khan has effectively taken more control of the booking. And the show has been much better, mm. you know, this, this year. I think the Dynamite has been way, way better. I think it's been a consistently great show week to week. Yeah, more, but that's, that's the key word. It's the consistent level has risen. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And then, while on the cruise, uh, the Jericho cruise, Kenny Omega and Christopher Daniels effectively announced they're going to be introducing six-man titles next year. They're going to do that on the Jericho cruise. Next year, they're going to hold a tournament and crown their six-man tag team champions. Yeah, really exciting. Very, very exciting. But in that, when he was talking to Daniels about this, he said, I have some pull in this company. Well, very little. And Dave Meltzer added, which is actually a story in itself that I probably shouldn't tell. What a flipping tease you are, Dave Meltzer. And when Dave is not saying a story, that means there is really, really something to tell. Yeah, it's such a weird thing for him to say. No, yeah. it's not a live show. He could have edited it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah he's, he's close with Kenny. Meltzer is Kenny's sort of exclusive interviewer. Yeah, pretty much. Kenny, Kenny will say, no, I, I don't want to be interviewed by all you people. I trust Dave. He's not going to misrepresent me. Yeah. I'll go with him. So it's, it's a very interesting titbit. There you go, titbit. To, to, be, to, to sort of slip in there. Yeah. And yeah might be symptomatic of Kenny being a vice president, but then not being as powerful as the others, or maybe all of them have been lessened because Khan's come in and taken yeah. more of the book. It's all speculation on our part, but Completely. what we do know is that Kenny seems to not have as much pull as he might 
I thought he would. And so I, I think it's been really unfortunate as well, because when I did the Wednesday news, there were a lot of comments were like, it's good that Kenny's lost this power because all of his storylines are terrible. And I'm like, oh, guys, I mean, mm. the one story he did in, in 2019 was bad, but like that ignores all of the other stuff that he's done throughout his wrestling career yeah. to say that he is a terrible writer. I well, think it's very unfair. Well, you, but at the same time, He's never been a booker for, well, to my that, knowledge, yeah. he's, ne he's not booked for other people. Wrestlers are great at coming up with ideas for themselves, themselves. because it. they are, you know, essentially ego-driven performers. But, I, I, I mean, what's been really interesting to me, a lot of interviews have come out from the crews, pretty much all the young guys, young guys and, and Moxley as well have said, oh yeah, that thing was Jericho's idea. That was Jericho's idea. Darby attacking Jericho off the skateboard. Jericho's idea. Eye patch. Jericho's idea. And I'm like, we were saying that Jericho is this entrepreneur, he's a world champion, he should probably be a commentator as well, he's so good. Bloody hell, give the man some like some more creative input into other people's storylines. And I think Jericho is so in love with AEW at the moment and yeah. really believes that in this, this project and, and this promotion that I could see him being a lifer with this company. Mm. And like when he does you know, transition away from in-ring to doing more backstage stuff. And I think it, what a great mind to have uh, on that. Yeah, so should I get into my yes. favorite story of the week that we haven't talked about? Because it's brilliant, Crazy Vince. <laughs> Before you do that as well, actually, sorry. Um, so I listened to Arn Anderson's podcast mm. on the Royal Rumble 2015, the one where Roman won. And there was a really interesting tidbit, tidbit from that is, do you know why Vince hates tag teams? No. It's two tickets you have to buy. Oh, for travel? Yeah. Apparently, that, according to Arn Anderson, it's one of the reasons why Vince hates tag teams. It it's, is, it's one extra seat. It is more expensive per match. <laughs> exactly. Because there's two, there's, you double the amount of people in there. Yeah. Uh, we're never going to get a six-man <laughs> So, my story comes from Jensen Karp, uh, a former writer for WWE. He appeared on Radio.com's Swing and Misses show, who have who have <coughs> few wrestling interviews sometimes. He talked about you know stuff about how he used to go in WWE, but this one was my favourite. Uh, it's a story about if writers travelled with Vince McMahon on Vince's private plane because you know sometimes he gets them on there. Let's come up with some ideas on the way to the show, and he, you know they get on there. Uh, if you fall asleep, um, where is it? It was sweet to me, but at the time I was, uh, I was being, so it is effectively, this isn't the best quote to describe it, but if you fell asleep near Vince on this private plane, he would throw almonds at you. <laughs> no sleeps all Brooklyn, man. He's nuts. <laughs> Literally. He's, he, he hates sleep. He's, he, he only sleeps like four hours a night, apparently, yeah. and he resents having to do that because it gets in the way of work. WWE have gone on record on their sort of investors calls and said, yeah, our main competitor is sleep. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think that's just them making a, yeah, well, you know, our main competitor is that people you know, only have a limited amount of time. I think Vince is legitimately thinking sleep is the enemy for everyone. Yeah. It's his biggest, I mean, apart from having to shave because he doesn't want the beard to win. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It's, it's such a control thing. Oh, I've got to give in to my natural human requirements to restore my body. Can you imagine only having four hours of sleep a night? Like, I get eight hours and sometimes I wake up and be like, poof, I am tired. I know. Uh, but yeah, he just, 
This is the CEO of a publicly traded organization, and he's throwing nuts <laughs> at his employees. You know, it's just silly, but I, I think it could, over time, probably, it's like water torture, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
uh, when I did my masters, and I it was it was a dark time. And I, I'm I'm a naturally cheery person, but it, you just you just spiral. Yeah, um, I would also if I was to give a bit of advice, I know you didn't ask for it. <laughs> um, stay on top of cleaning, because it's a very slippery slope when you first move out to just end up living in a trash hole, yeah. and it's. Once you get to that bottom point, when you realize you're in a trash hole, you're like, oh, now it's very difficult to climb back out of that. So if you stay on top cleaning early doors, you should be all right. Um, Adonis says, this is a very interesting one. Uh, Hi, fellas. I've only been watching wrestling for five months. Oh, wow. But I've noticed that NXT Thanks and... Thanks for being a Patreon. Yeah. But I've noticed that NXT and AEW matches usually are a lot faster and, for lack of a better word, more vicious. Then I heard your NXT Brooklyn TakeOver 2017 podcast where you mentioned the main roster talent being upset with WWE because they weren't allowed to put on the same kind of match on Backlash as the NXT talent Mm. did on TakeOver. Why don't they put on these matches on the main roster if they are totally capable of doing it? Is it not over with the crowd? Thank you a lot. uh, Thank you for all the amazing content from Adonis. Thank you very much, Adonis. It's fascinating that you're only... Five, five months, months into in. your wrestling fandom. Uh, you've got quite a unique take, I guess. But yes, that's it. WWE main roster have a vision of what they think works and it caters for a more mainstream audience in their minds. And NXT and AEW cater for a more hardcore fan who is more up to date with a modern style of wrestling, which is typically more vicious, looks better. Yeah, I think Vince has a certain style that he likes and he doesn't like the NXT style. I mean, he doesn't watch it. Ket asks, what's up, Rust Talk? I'm currently majoring in journalism. I'd love to write, and if it wasn't for wrestling, I'd probably still find, be finding my career choice. Is there anything in your lives that you hold dear to your heart and you have, uh, and you have wrestling to thank for it? This job. Yeah, this and, and the friends. Like you know, I was friends with you beforehand, but I wouldn't have met Laurie mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the wrestling. Pete and Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this community that we've got, yeah. you guys. Yeah. That's what I hold dear. Uh, Richard Jacques. Hey guys, two questions here. First, if you could pick one WWE legend in their prime versus one Ooh. AEW star, who would you choose? Mine would be Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. And second, who do you guys think could be AEW's Undertaker in terms of longevity and superstardom? Um, uh, Kurt Angle versus Kenny Omega. That's such a good shout. And Undertaker, AEW's Undertaker. You do yours and I'll think of AEW's Undertaker. It's hard to, I mean, yeah, that's such a good, good shout. Um, uh, The Dudleys versus the Young Bucks. Mm. Yeah, oh wow, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's a tough one because they don't really, maybe Derby? Could be, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a tough one, though. Uh, Nicholas Walton. Here's just a fun question to accompany a dumb story from my youth. When I was about 14, 15, my friends and I would go to the school and wrestle in a cardboard recycling cage. Mm-hmm. The deal was the boxes would be a soft place to land. One day, we were having a <laughs> handicap match, me versus my friend Dan and Steve. I was laid out across a refrigerator box. Dan and Steve climbed up on top of either corners of the cage and attempted to duplicate the Hardy Boys double leg drop splash spot. Unfortunately, Dan didn't bend his knees oh, when no. hitting the leg drop and basically John cena my nose. <laughs> is there a story where you disregard the WWE's don't try this at home poli- uh, policy? Did it have disastrous consequences? Now, I used to do some backyard wrestling back in the like <laughs> early 2000s when it was a cool thing to do. Like my friends and I would just put mattresses outside and suplex each other off of like you know um, uh, we had a quite like a shallow garage, so you could just sort of suplex off that, and it was borderline safe. Um, but I have never broken a bone. Wow. I've never broken a bone in my body, apart from obviously, you know, like you always break your little toes, apparently. Yeah. Um, Big bone of Luke here. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I've been very, very lucky. Touch wood, I've never broken anything. And considering the wild, wild crap I used to do in my teenage years, that's remarkable. 
I jumped off a very high stool in Coz when I was 20 and I was very drunk, topless, about two in the morning onto a very hard floor. Won the match, <laughs> but I really hurt my hip. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Tussie, with the Rafid reverting people back to their old gimmicks, who do you think would be cool to go back to their old gimmick? I'd like to see Ricochet uh, go back to being Prince Puma. Yeah, go back to something that was over. That's a good idea. <laughs> uh, back to old gimmicks. Well, you know, you know, Fiend is fantastic. I think the Wyatt family is still one of the best gimmicks. Like, yeah. I, I want to see the Wyatt family back. Yeah, Eric Rowan going back to being a vintner, I think is the, the one I'd like to go for. Where it was an, it, the idiot savant, where he was also brilliant at guitars and Rubik's mm. Cubes. Um, Martin Harmon, my uh, wife just asked me, is John Moxley a modern day Stone Cold? I guess not from a mainstream popularity perspective, more like, an more like Attitude and his old school wrestling style. I think she's right, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I really agree. I think, uh, but no, he isn't a carbon copy of Stone Cold, but he is in that brawling vein. Mm. It's weird, like if Owens and Moxley were combined, I think that would be Stone Cold. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Tyrrell Reeve says, if WWE had gone out of business during Nitro's 88-week lead in the ratings, how long do you think w WCW would have lasted and what effect would it have had on the industry, i.e., do you think companies like TNA and ROH would have still come to light? Uh, P.S. My lady partner, Ashleen, thinks it's hilarious how Luke pronounces her name and thinks Ollie is quite a handsome champ, meaning me and him are now sworn enemies. JK, love you lots, Davis. Now, oh, I, I clarified it. Ling. Well, I clarified it. As Ashleen. Ashleen. Like, like Ashleen B. Quite a handsome chap. That's, uh, that's code speak for, oh, what a sexy boy he is. <laughs> I bet he has a. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think that the wrestling industry always needs competition. So whether it was WWF or WCW that won that war, yeah, there would have been a response of companies yeah. to program against that. And they would have essentially hoovered up all of that talent mm. that were lost out from WWF going out of business. Uh, Flaming Glive says, in 2012, Bleacher Report wrote an article saying DDP was supposed to debut facing The Rock in a People's Champion feud during the invasion yeah. and not The Undertaker if this had happened. Uh, how would you want it to have been booked as I'm sure Vince would have still buried DDP? So I don't Mojo Rawley and Matt Riddle should form a tag team called the Hype Bros. That was Mojo Rawley's original tag team yeah. with Zack Ryder. They were the Hype Bros. Um, yeah, I so I don't know if that was ever the plan. It was just something that DDP had pitched. He was speculating, yeah. He has been on the record for like pretty much since 2003 saying that's what he wanted mm. to do. Because it's a good idea. Yeah. It's a much better idea than what we got, which yeah, was him the stalker. stalking The Undertaker's wife. If you're looking uh, sexy, Sarah, I love watching you from afar. And with The Rock's admiration for the Rhodes family. I'm sure he would have been very much on board with that as well, just because DDP is kind of connected with all those people. Um, yeah, I think Vince would have Vince would have still buried him. Yeah, and, and like The Rock wasn't around for the start of the mm. invasion. He came in sort of halfway through. Also, DDP, really his downfall in WWF is that he liked to plan out his matches, which is fine for Randy Savage to do but not DDP, so he was completely buried for doing that. Uh, William Tuckwell, uh, hi there folks, new Patreon here. Just finished watching Progress's unboxing and it got me thinking about a question I've had for a while. It's no secret that WWE <coughs> doesn't book wrestlers particularly well. With many alternatives, you can do a much better job in booking talent. Many wrestlers can both earn a good living and retain their star power. With that being said, do you lose a little respect for wrestlers who join WWE knowing that their characters will probably be quite damaged in the process? Um, not... It's, it's difficult because, you know, it's WWE. You've got to make a living. They're going to pay you the best. But if you do go there expecting to have control over your character or that you'll be pushed well if you're slightly smaller, I've got no sympathy for you. 
And if you re-sign, I'm looking at you, Gallows, Anderson, uh, potentially Rusev, Canellis, yeah, that's on you. Mm. Yeah, Tom Delves. Hello, my dudes. Hope you're not completely freezing over there. Pete and Andy looked so cool with t-shirts over their hoodies. Did you see that on the SmackDown review? No. So they Andy runs very cold. He but does. they so they still wanted to push the merchandise, <laughs> but didn't want to take their hoodies off. So they just put the t-shirts over their hoodies. That's good. Um, with the Rumble coming up, it's got me thinking, should events such as Money in the Bank, the Rumble, King of the Ring, etc., uh, be used to push someone to the main event scene rather than having the likes of Seth and Roman winning? Wouldn't it be nice to see a Money in the Bank match with no former world champions in it, or would it make the match seem less important? Much love from New Zealand. I think once or twice a year they should totally do that. They, they, they've got all these apparatus to make new stars, but they very rarely use it. Yeah. Ryan B. Bad, uh, I know you guys are still calling a move to the uh, to from NXT to either Raw or SmackDown mm. a call-up. Now, I guess I'm in the minority when I don't think it's a call-up anymore. I really don't think you're in the minority on that. My question is, what will it take for you guys and others to change their minds and start thinking NXT is the main roster? They already have people in the Rumbles in the last few years, also won a Survivor Series. The rumors have a match uh, or matches at Mania. Will it take a Mania appearance to change people's minds or what else is needed? Uh, will WWE need to change the mindset? It's not us. WWE still think of NXT as developmental and it's a call-up to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Like that's, it's their wording. And, and the whole culture is when you move from... It's like if you move from SmackDown to Raw, your gimmick isn't necessarily changed. You're the same character and all of that history comes with you. If you come up from NXT, you're revamped. Yeah. You know, you're, you, you're, or your feuds will be dropped. Yeah, it's quite likely that you'll be brought up as a completely different person. Like, you know, uh, Bobby Roode's a great example of that. Someone who was brought up and they just disregarded everything that he did in NXT and be like, no, you're now a smiling baby face with cool entrance music. Um, so yeah, it, so it's WWE's mindset there. And also it's a pay thing. Like, you, you are signed to a very small contract in NXT and then you are called up to the main roster and given actual money. Uh, Callum, hey, what's up, WrestleTalk? My question to you guys is, could you see Moxley going back to WWE this year with his one-year opt-out? WWE could give him an offer with creative freedom like Bray Wyatt has at the moment. I don't think Bray Wyatt has creative freedom. I think he just pitched his idea. Mm. Um, do you think he will? No, no, he said he wants to wrestle in New Japan for the rest of his life and WWE won't let that happen. Uh, Chris asked, hi guys, my question is, what are your thoughts on the Matt Jeff Hardy situation in <laughs> WWE? You would think with the history they both have together, the brothers would have been treated better by Vince and Triple H. Yeah, well, Jeff, they've always treated Jeff well, but he's his own worst enemy and yeah. he keeps getting either injured or has these substance abuse issues. And they've never seen Matt as a, a draw, even no. though he, he's proven himself to be outside that company. And they did not get the broken world, mm. and I don't think they gave it a fair chance. And they treat it like it was crap from mm. the start. Like, they had literally Michael Cole tell you, this is crap, I don't know why you like this, and then were surprised when it didn't get over. <laughs> Uh, Chris Thorne, 2018 we had the 50-man Royal Rumble, 2019 we had the 50-man Battle Royal, in 2020 the stage is set for the 50-man Elimination Chamber. I think at this point Punk's return won't, uh, Punk won't return as a wrestler, however would you like to see him as a manager faction leader? I think in a face faction to go against Rollins' new group with Punk always talking uh, for them would be amazing, but he might suffer with Alexa Bliss syndrome and overshadow them. I mean any use of Punk is going to be good because he can make anything work, really. He's a bit Jericho-like in that scenario. He's great on commentary, he's great in the ring, he's a great talker. I'm sure he'd be a fantastic manager. But I don't think that's the most effective way to do it. I think he's a singles guy. Jeffrey Edgecombe, have you seen Lacey Evans on The Bump? What a segment. Was a fan before as both heel and face, but it's such a good segment, I implore anyone to check it out. Her part on the show really gets over and she, uh, she's oh. like a really nice person. If you liked her before, you will like her more. Inspiring and moving. I don't even know what The Bump is. It's a YouTube show that might be on TikTok. I don't... <laughs> it's a thing. 
It's a thing that yeah. sounds like I'm just going to do a bit of cocaine. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what I know a bump as, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> unless the wrestling world is where you take a you know, flat back one. Um, MarkyBoy75, hi guys. And one of your pods swapped, and after listening to your news podcast on Friday, I was shocked to learn that listening figures have been dropping. I myself must admit, I don't listen to SmackDown or NXT reviews. And you shouldn't be that shocked that uh, plays are going <laughs> uh, Because A, it's not Luke and Ollie doing the review. B, after what happened with The Fiend and Kofi, I'm not interested in what happens on SmackDown. I'd be interested to know if this is a common theme with others. Keep up the great content. Based on the feedback we've had from that Friday episode, yeah, it appears to be the case that people are just burnt out on wrestling. There's too much wrestling on TV yeah. now, and they haven't got time for every bit of it, so they just pick and choose the bits they want to watch. Uh, Dwayne Cooley, hello, Swafters and Rest Talk crew. Been watching, uh, sorry, watching Being the Elite has been interesting to me, and in the fact that it creates, builds storylines, gets over characters, and establishes the relationships between people and these characters. For instance, the Halloween episode of 2019 titled BTE Story was essentially the start of the Hangman Page character development and the projected, uh, the, and projected the Page versus Omega feud. Right now, there seems to be some kind of relationship between Statlander yeah. and Orange Cassidy. My question is, do you think a few things like this from BTE and putting it on TV would make the product feel a little bit more different and establishing getting over characters or become too goofy as some skits aren't to be taken seriously. I think it would be, uh, it would really help to get characters. That Statlander Orange Cassidy needs to be seen on TV. Thank you for the mustache break video. Well, thank Vinny for that and WrestleTalk Clips for yeah. putting it together. Everyone go over there and subscribe. Um, yeah, it, tonally it would jar. Completely. Um, but that's not to say that you can't have more backstage skits on AEW to develop stuff like Statlander Cassidy. Uh, you know, they did it when Cassidy was just in the toilet as part of that brawl. That's That's been something that has been missing this year, I would say. Yeah. Uh, when Khan seems to have gotten the book. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's where they workshop ideas because they don't have house shows. Yeah, could be. Uh, Abraham, hey, Luke and Ollie, probably. Uh, what do you guys think of naming the Rollins faction the second coming like Seth's theme? Is that what his theme's mm. called? I don't know. Mm. Uh, I think it'd be a great name because in a weird way, it's the second coming of the Shield and the authorities. Ah, yeah. Second question. I think it is called the second coming. Um, I think you missed this a few weeks ago. When do you think The Fiend should enter first in a match? If The Fiend doesn't get beaten until then, I'd love to see him enter first at SummerSlam against a heel uh, demon Vin, Vin Balor. So I think he always comes out second in his matches. Yeah, it's it's more impactful to come out second because then you can get the wrestler in the ring looking scared. Yeah. But yeah, like if someone's got an equally good entrance, Balor, Taker, you, you could make that call. Aaron Watson, hello to everyone at Rust Talk. I'm writing to say that I'm going to my first New Japan show in Tampa oh. for the New Beginnings USA Tour. This is only my second live wrestling event and I couldn't be more excited. The main event is slated to be Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Finn Juice and Rocky Romero. Uh, Rock Rocky Romero versus the Bullet Club of um, uh, Owens, Takashi, and G.O.D. in a five-on-five -five elimination match. My question for you, gents, is what do you think of that main event? I think it's not going to be the main event any anymore, I'm afraid, mate. If you haven't seen already, Ibushi has contracted, I think it's influenza. Yeah. So he won't, he's, he's going to be missing the tour, which is a real shame. He's the guy with all the belts. Yeah. But uh, look forward to some banging Rocky Romero Co intros. Kota Ibushi doesn't have any of the belts. Naito has the belt. Sorry, <laughs> I, can't, I, I thought what I wanted to happen happened. Yeah, um, yeah you are going to get that awesome Rocky Romero stuff. And though. it will be really, really fun. Yeah. Big Mace, hello there, WrestleTalk crew. Whomever is reading this email, feel free to send regards to everyone. My name is Mason, and I'd like to say thank you for reigniting my passion for pro wrestling. Hey. I discovered the channel back in 2016 when the AJ Styles Royal Rumble debut was but a rumor. I've watched and uh, I've continued to watch and support WrestleTalk since. I've only since recently been able to become a patron and would like to ask you this one question. Suppose, starting this weekend, you were in charge of booking a year-long angle to uh, put over a young talent. Who would it be and how would you get them there?
there. Once again, thank you from Mason from Silsby, Texas, the town where Mark Henry is from. But is it where Daniel Bryan's from? Yeah, question. yeah, he seems to be from everywhere. You should get it. That's why he gets such big reactions everywhere. Yeah. A young talent. My pick would be Darby in AEW. I mm. would do a year-long storyline with Darby and where at the end of it he feels like a, a, a real main event deal. I think he's already like the building blocks are there for it. Oh, it's difficult because like, you know, Keith Lee, I think his early 30s, mid 30s, he's hardly a young talent. He's just new to a certain audience. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I'm going to go with Keith Lee then. Yeah. And, and the, you run it from Survivor Series. He has a record number of eliminations in the Rumble or something. You feed that through and you just slowly drip feed him into the main roster and have one of those. You know, he could have a Kurt Angle first year yeah, be amazing. From, from notoriety from Survivor Series to Survivor Series but you uh, you just do it a bit differently maybe maybe you bring back King of the Ring yeah. and don't give him a freaking King gimmick <laughs> uh, this is from Kevin uh, who just finished watching the predictions video for the Rumble the mic was not too low it was broken um, but he liked the new format it gives an oh, opportunity to have the whole gang uh, in the same video um, here comes the question. You guys joked about the fact that Pete was a copycat. When you think about it, it feels that this way every year with the Rumble. Every match is easily predictable. There's no reason to think that a major champion will lose their title unless WWE wants to give Cena or Charlotte their 28th reign. Uh, even the winner of the Rumble feels less like a surprise. Do you think WWE should stop building major title matches for this pay-per-view and focus on building multiple potential Rumble winners so you won't have to put uh, uh, money on the same horse, or in this case, Big Dog? <laughs> or should they just bring more interest into those title matches? Thanks for reading. Keep up the great work and have a happy Rumble weekend. I mean, you say it's predictable, but we went for different winners mm. sort of across the boards. I, um, yeah, I think just build everything. But you, you, title changes don't really work at the Rumble, uh, so use them to get over like mid upper mid-carder guys in that slot in defeat. Yeah, like we said that a really good Rumble WWE title match would have been Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. Like and have Ricochet get those like near falls and sort of hope moments, mm. but have Brock eventually win, getting over Ricochet in the in the defeat. Uh, the Zornis. Uh, first, I would like all you guys, no girl there, yes, it is like the Baftas, <laughs> um, who do the live results on the website. Very funny and very dedicated. Second, what is the best way to support WrestleTalk financially? Super Chats or Patreon? Spending the same amount. Also, does it help to have YouTube on playing all of your videos? <laughs> well, thank you very much, Zornis. Uh, it's Liam. It's Liam who does the live results he on does, the website. Yeah. Liam Winnard, great writer. Uh, the best way to support us, I guess, would be Patreon. Yeah. I've never actually sat down and looked at it. Well, YouTube take a, a fair chunk of, of um, super chats, but yeah, if you keep super chatting on every episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Patreon. Go to Patreon. And he and is. There's, there's, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's many. Uh, tears there that you can get but thank you very much for asking and t-shirts oh and buy a t-shirt <laughs> yeah. marcus campbell with all the allegations of bullying racism etc against tessa blanchard how do you guys think impact would handle her reign as world champion i've got no idea i think they'll just stay the course yeah like it's uh they've had this 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 storyline for a year pretty much and you know might as well stick with it you kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's exactly, yeah. Uh, I like to think that people can change. These allegations are from two years ago, but then other allegations have come out that she's still a bit of a bully. So I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Uh, Michael Bunge, maybe, or Bunge. Uh, greetings, gentlemen. Hopefully this reached you before recording the Friday show. Simple question, really. Do you think WWE felt forced to put the North American title on Keith Lee since Dynamite was taped early and everyone knew there was going to be a title change, or do you think it was the plan all along? Keep up the great work. The channel really helped me relax. Oh, thank you. 
Uh, I speculated this yesterday in the office, mm -hmm. uh, but I no, I think it's coincidental. The Lee stuff's been building, and it's the right decision. Completely. Uh, Job and JJ, and also they, they didn't compete against each other. Like They weren't in the same segment. Mm. Like, so I, I think if it had been in the same set, like if it had also been the opening segment, maybe you could have made the argument, but I think Lee main eventing the show. Um, Job and JJ, hello Swap Nation and Rust Talk crew. My question is about NXT. I had some big issues the past few weeks. I felt like the title change was not important. A DQ finish between EO and Tony. All storylines drop for Worlds Collide. My question is, is NXT becoming Raw and SmackDown and should they drop all the pointless shows? Should WWE look at its structure on what content they produce because they have run uh, off so many fans? Have a super, super, super day. Potentially, yeah. I mean, that, that was Simon and Laurie's criticism yesterday. That, mm -hmm. that a lot of storyline stuff has, has halted because of this pay-per-view at the weekend. And they, they potentially hot shot a lot of stuff at the end of last year. Still a very good weekly show. Yeah, yeah. Though. Yeah. Uh, Abner Hav, this is our last question. Hello, lovely guys, and Randy. <laughs> After listening to last week's WrestleTalk magazine show about AEW merging with Ring of Honor in New Japan, I don't think it's a good idea. AEW has currently only pushed certain stars to its main event show, and I have completely ignored some stars. Two that come to mind mm. are Jimmy Havoc and B Priestley. B has been completely forgotten, and I was really excited to see her because I heard good things about her. But it looks like AEW has forgotten all about her. I guess uh, they are in a relationship with stardom, and that is one of the main reasons why the women's division is facing these issues. Do you guys think that first, should we should give their current stars proper exposure, like Havoc, Spears, Priestley, Shanna, and then think about expanding? Uh, well, yes, they should give their current stars more exposure, but th there is only so much time. I think they've got the balance very well. With I wouldn't like to see any more people be introduced. I think you've got a good mid-card and, yeah. and all that, and tag division. There's only so much TV time. Yeah, and the women's division isn't getting enough exposure, so you can't really bring up other people, which is why I think the ROH deal would be a really good working relationship because then those people who aren't being used can go to Ring of Honor and work there. Yeah. Work the house show loops. Yeah, that, 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 and that, that's why I think it's a really smart move to get that working relationship going. So, Rumble predictions, hit me with them. Do you want me to get a card up? Well, yeah, get the card up. There are too many matches on this card. That is my overall opinion of this Royal Rumble. There are too many matches on this card. You keep saying that, and I'm there with you, man. But I thought this was something that was just established two years ago. We always have too many matches at all the WWE pay-per-views now. Yeah, but I, I always felt like the Rumble had... I'm pretty sure it had two Rumble matches and three matches in the middle. No. Yeah. No. And like 20 matches on the pre-show. <laughs> you look at this year's uh, lineup. I'll yeah. look at last year's card so and we'll are, see how many. So there are eight matches on this card. It's a lot of matches. Including the pre-show and the two rumbles. You should, well, I'm, you know, I'm not that quick a Googler. Oh, I mean, I was going to leave some real <laughs> awkward silence as we just right. wave you. Okay, we're Rumble we're, we're 2019. Uh, the poster. I feel like we're doing an episode of Wrestle Talk Extra. <laughs> Had Asuka. What and was Becky the Lynch. number one film at the box office? Um, Asuka and Becky Lynch there. Not well. Asuka looks like Asuka. Becky yeah, Lynch doesn't look anything like Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch. Um, that is a like sketch artist version of them when they're trying to like, report a results, crime. Okay. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeated Scott Dawson and Razor. Yeah, because wasn't one of them injured? The winner would receive a Raw Tag Team title match. I believe that's when Rude and Gable won the belts. That was last year! Yeah. 
Christ alive, Drake Maverick was managing AOP at that point. Oh, yeah. Blimey. I don't know if that was that on the show, though. Might have been a pre show. Well, was it even on the pre show? I think it might have been. I think it was. So we had that. We had Nakamura defeating Rusev. Who would then go on to become a tag team. Mm -hmm. And then we had Buddy Murphy defeating Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, and Hideo Hideo Itami for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, He retained. Main card now. There were three matches on the pre-show. That is... It's a two-hour pre-show, man. That's nuts. Asuka defeated Becky Lynch. Yep. The Miz and Shane McMahon... Won the tag titles. ...defeated The Bar. That's five matches. Ronda Rousey Beach defeated Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. Becky Lynch won oh, the Women's Royal come Rumble. On, guys. Daniel Bryan, Bryan defeated AJ, AJ Styles. Styles. And Brock Lesnar, Lesnar beat defeated Finn, Finn Balor. And there were two Rumble matches. And there was the Men's Rumble match, making 10 oh. matches overall. And this is still too many. Eight is too many. Like, we, okay, so. We are doing Royal Rumble 2001 for our Patreon podcast. That has only got one Rumble match on it. Mm. And there are four matches on the undercards. Yeah. You have a wicked tag match that only goes nine minutes. You've then got a 15-minute ladder match for the IC belt. A women's match that goes below 90 seconds. And you have a 20-minute world title match. And then an hour-long Rumble. It's still a three-hour show, or like two hours fifty. Two hours fifty, yeah. But it flies by because you've got a very small undercard and a wicked rumble. It flies by, Luke, because it's two hours fifty, which is <laughs> what a what a pay-per-view length should be. Oh, you're absolutely I don't right. know why everything's at least four hours now, plus a pre-show. This it's going to be a seven-hour event. Oh god! So of course it's going to have more matches. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm totally with you. There are way too many matches. I just, I've just already made peace with that. I'm not surprised by it anymore. But and here's my problem with this. And I don't. Uh, you're right. I should have made peace with this a long time ago. That WWE put on too many matches on a card. But there, can anyone give me one good reason why Sheamus versus Shorty G is on this card? Because Sheamus is having his big return, and he's he needs a small person to beat. <laughs> can anyone give me a good reason why Reigns versus Corbin is on this card other than my prediction for what's going to happen in the match? Because some people inexplicably watch Smackdown. <laughs> and that's the most high profile match on the show. Like this just needs to have Fiend versus Brian, um, Becky versus Asuka, Bailey versus Lacey and Andrade versus Carrillo. Maybe not even Maybe the Friday career. We put that on the pre-show. Not even set up yeah. uh, on this week's Raw. You stick that on the pre-show and you have the two Rumbles either size. Mm. That'd be my, that's my dream Rumble lineup. I'll go on further. Merge the Rumbles. 60-person Rumble. <laughs> Men and women. But it's just not believable, Ollie. <laughs> it's just not believable. Oh, no, Impact, they're really making waves. <laughs> Oh, I think they just lost all credibility in their world champion, actually. But anyway, so we're going to go through this. Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo. So has that been announced? Yes, that's confirmed oh now. Oh, my Lord. For the United well, States Championship. Uh, Andrade's retaining. Same here. Um, Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, I want to point out, I was bullied out of my choice here. Because I, was gonna, I, wanted Lace, I had Lacey Evans down to win. But then you said before I stood up to the microphone to make my prediction, we're all saying the same things. And so I felt like I was pressured then to go with against my gut instinct. Don't say that I was in a ver- My strategy was <laughs> to no- you could, you could have. I can't even remember who I went for. Did I say Lacey Evans? You did, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I think Lacey Evans will win and it will set up a, a, a championship match with, against Sasha Banks. Whereas I've gone for a Bailey retention uh, where I think it's going to set up Bailey versus Banks at Mania or mm. maybe even a triple threat. Bailey Banks at Mania, one of them will have to turn face. God, of well, all you the, could, Okay, no, sorry, you're going on. Well, I was going to say we, we talk about in the episode sort of not losing, well, maybe part, it's, it's a harsh thing to say losing respect for mistreated wrestlers who re-sign with WWE. It's just, it's more of a case of, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say anymore. And Sasha Banks, unfortunately, I feel has been one of those people. Yeah. She re-signed. She shouldn't have re-signed. Yeah. Because what has she done? And it feels like she's now resentful of that because she keeps talking about how she's so thankful to be there. But it comes across as a very, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I love Vince. He's great. Yeah. Um, so here's my prediction. Go for it. Bailey retains through Sasha Banks' interference. Mm -hmm. We do something through Elimination Chamber. We then build to WrestleMania a three-way. Bailey Banks, Lacey Evans, where Lacey Evans overcomes the odds of beating both of them to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. She can hold it aloft in front of her family. And Vince will think that will be the Kofi moment of this year's yeah. WrestleMania. Well, maybe it'll work. People are warming to Lacey. We had that, we had that message in from Patreon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she's, she's just been so... If this was the plan, why not debut her like this? Because it wasn't the plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe have a plan, guys. <laughs> By the way, did you act, have you trimmed your beard? I haven't, no. Oh. Does it look like I have? No, I just thought I was looking at it because we were concerned that it was, that it was scratching the on the mic. There's no way that is scratching on the mic. But it also shows how long my beard used to be, mm. that it did used to scratch on the mic. Yeah. yeah. We actually, there's a photo of us when me and my wife got engaged and my beard is so much longer. Every time we look at it, we're like, I don't know why I had it that long. Because it, it really elongates my face. Yeah, optical illusion. It is. Uh, Shorty G versus Seamus. Yeah, I, we said this on the predictions video. We're, we're all of the same opinion. Sheamus is going to win almost immediately with a brogue kick. It's a who's who of who cares. Mm. I think if it goes any longer, Shorty G, I, I really expect Shorty G to lose. And if it goes longer than just an immediate squash, weirdly, it makes him look worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a false count anywhere match. This is going to have shenanigans and smoke and mirrors at the wazoo because you'll have Ziggler and Rude, you'll have the Usos. I think it's going to be wicked awesome stuff. I'm actually super looking forward to this match. But they kind of did this at TLC. They, dude, they did this at Hell in a Cell two years ago. Yeah. But it's that's what we do with Roman matches. And do you know what? They're usually very fun. Uh, they're, yeah, they're fun superficially, but then you can't escape this underlying resentment of how everyone has to cater to the big dog storyline push. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a sort of certain appetite for that kind of fun, and I've allocated it to the Rumble matches. <laughs> I think this is going to be a very, very fun match. I think there'll be lots of loot and plunder, and it will be a very, very silly, mm. fun spectacle. It'll be like the you know, Roman Braun match when Braun had the Dogs of War. Because essentially, I mean, this is just Dogs of War 2.0. It's Baron with Ziggler and Rude. It's, it's the new mid-card evil. I'm, I'm kind of in for it. I think it's going to be a fun match. And my prediction is that Corbin is going to beat down... He's going to win this match. 
and he is going, him and his cronies are going to incapacitate Roman so much that he is going to struggle mm -hmm. when he gets into the rumble and then eventually wins. <laughs> he overcomes the odds and eventually wins. Yeah, so you, first off, you can't just feud him with one guy. No. You have to feud him with like three, four people well, yeah. to make it believable. Yeah. And then he also has to overcome however many others in the rumble. There you go. Yeah. That's how you book the big underdog, even exactly. though there's nothing underdog about him. Then you build that then to Elimination Chamber, where you do another match between Roman and Corbin, where Corbin will say, you put yeah. your, num your WrestleMania main event on the line because I beat you earlier in the night, and if I win, or the loser, has to eat dog food. Wow. Well, that, you know what? I would like I would like to see Corbin eat dog food in a segment like that. He needs to get some proper heel comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, but just as a, as an aside, with with all this stuff about you know this kind of big fun match, my favourite Roman match at the Rumble of the last couple of years was against Kevin Owens. Yep. Great match, I thought, and it was just two guys. Yeah. You know, you can book Roman against one guy and make it believable. You just oh, have yeah. to book the other guy very well. I'm over multiple people feuding with Roman. But who have you gone for this match? I've gone for Baron. You've gone for Corbin as well? King, yeah. Yeah, King Corbin. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. It's got to be Bex, right? Yeah. Get her big win back. Yeah, it's... Um, but Laurie said this. It's kind of a, a storyline WWE have stumbled onto yeah. somewhat. And they never, never probably booked... Well, you know, when Asuka beat Becky last year at the Rumble... Everyone was of the opinion, great idea, because Becky's going to have this whole program with Ronda, that'll conclude at WrestleMania, then boom, she's got a ready-made challenger in Asuka as the first program. But they didn't do that. No, they moved Asuka over to SmackDown and put her in a tag team with Kairi Sane. And had Becky feud with Lacey Evans. For about and six Charlotte. months. Yeah. And, and then Charlotte again. Yeah. yeah. And then put her with Seth Rollins against the intergender Corbin Evans mid-card of evil. It was piss-poor booking of Becky. And it was all there for you. You'd done the hard foreshadowing work. So, whatever. This is to right that weird wrong that they never capitalised on. I think it'll be a very good match. Oh, it's going to be great, yeah. Mm. I think it's going to be really good. And our last singles match, it's The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan in a strap-on match for the Blue Universal yeah. Championship. Yeah, it's, a, it's an awkward stipulation to book uh, the strap match. It can work really, really well, which is surprising considering how gimmicky it is. But because of that gimmickiness, it can utterly fail. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a reason they don't do a lot of them, I think. I thought they were going to do a triple threat with... I thought they were going to have Miz in here somehow. Mm. But they seem to have dropped all that Miz stuff now, and he's just back with Morrison, and they're feuding with New Day. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is a bit of a shame, really. Yeah, well, they... they you know, they... I don't know what plans they were thinking when they... That whole Miz feud with uh, Bray Wyatt, I suppose, not The Fiend, was because Brian didn't want to do that match at TLC because he mm. thought it was rushing the story. Yeah. So th that was a last-minute change, and it's, they seem not to have wanted to turn it into anything more. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, I don't know how they'll make this good because no... Fiend or Wyatt matches so far have actually been an overall positive. Uh, with the exception of the Finn Balor oh, match. Yep, of course, yep, the Finn Balor SummerSlam match yeah. was perfect, actually. 
Uh, and I liked the the first Daniel Bryan match that they did at yeah, that's actually, Series. You're right. You're right. That's maybe I'm being too. It was oh, the sure. the Rollins ones were. I didn't actually see the Crown Jewel one, but I heard yeah. that was quite a fun spectacle because I was away when that happened. It wasn't a fun spectacle. I was in. No, I, I thought it was pretty dire. <laughs> and uh, the Miz match, you know, it was really interesting for what Bray did, but it didn't. You know, it, there was something weird about it at the same time. So I, you know, Brian's a great worker. Fiend has this amazing character. I don't know if Kane's going to get involved. Yeah, to set up the Super Showdown mm. match or whatever they're calling that show. Yeah, could be. But I'm going with The Fiend. I'm going with Fiend as well. Which brings us to our Rumbles. We've got the Women's Royal Rumble first. And I'm going for NXT call-up Shayna Baszler. Don't call it a call-up. Sorry. Yes, you're right. But I'm going with Shayna Baszler to win this. I think you've got the ready-made match there for WrestleMania where Shayna won at Survivor Series, but Becky laid her out afterwards. And what I did think was a slight misstep but you have Shayna win here, she comes up, challenges, and you do the big rematch. Because, you know, Shayna tapped out Bailey mm. in that match. So you can now do Becky versus Shayna at WrestleMania. Maybe that caps off Becky's big year, and that's when you bring back Ronda Rousey to build to perhaps a SummerSlam match. Or what would more likely be, you know, a week later they'll do it on, <laughs> on Raw or something. Horsewoman versus Horsewoman. Backlash, yeah. Or well, I was going to say Saudi Arabia. That ain't happen. <laughs> well, it might do now. They've had, they, you know, they've allowed some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They allowed two women to go dressed up in a frankly embarrassing amounts of clothes. Yeah. And hardly wrestle each other. And let's be clear on this: WWE did not convince the Saudi Arabian government to do this. The Saudi Saudi Arabian government allowed them to yes. do it. Uh, big, big difference. So yeah, I think yeah, I think I've, I've gone for Baszler as well. Because um, if it's not Baszler, it's just going to be Charlotte. And mm. good crikey, could you imagine if it's Charlotte? Yeah, I, d I can't really think of anyone else who I'd care about if they want. Of course, you know, like you could say people like Sonya Deville or Sarah Logan or Ruby Riot return. But really, they haven't been built up to the extent. And it would just be, just be weird yeah. if they won. Um, WWE just haven't really created a women's division since... Uh, Ronda left, unfortunately. No. Uh, and finally, the men's Rumble match. You and I have got different opinions on this. Well. Because I've gone for the big dog, Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. Who is the favourite, as we discussed. I am sticking with my guns. <laughs> oh, and I don't know how... I do not have the answers here. <laughs> I am predicting what WWE think is a good idea. And based on past behaviour... It is to just let Brock Lesnar win. Yeah. And you're like, well, well, but that sets up no challenges for him. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do either. But I can tell. Look. <laughs> after, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. After, I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm not saying it's a good idea. But look at the last five years of WWE. <laughs> Lesnar, Lesnar beats Reigns at Mania. Yeah. Lesnar beats Reigns at Saudi Arabia. Lesnar wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. Technically, Roman Reigns did win by DQ or something in that Saudi Arabia one. Oh, I can't remember. Or he, only, he won by technicality because Brock, he speared Brock out the cage. Mm. But the, there is so much guffins when it comes to Brock and the way he is just stupidly strongly booked. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, I'm going, I'm going with him. Uh, and yeah, I am going with... Roman Reigns, I know it seems like the obvious choice, 
But I just think this whole fiend experiment has been for Roman Reigns to slay a different beast, mm. you know, and this will be the, what, sixth crowning moment for Roman at WrestleMania? It's sort of like the sixth attempt to do the big Roman Reigns coronation at WrestleMania, and maybe this time it'll actually stick. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Or we'll just do it again in two years' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, well, what are you up to over the weekend, apart from watching Royal Rumble with me on Sunday night? Yeah, yeah, of course. Come over to the YouTube channel on Sunday evening because we will be live streaming Royal Rumble. Can't wait for that. Yes. Uh, really looking forward I'm to that. so excited, yeah. Uh, so Sunday morning, I'll probably be watching NXT, although we're not reviewing it. I can't wait to watch a show. Uh, tomorrow, I'm just, I'm just going to sort of rest. Prep. Prep, mate. Prep my mind for Rumble. What about you? I'm going house viewing. What? I know, right? That's happened fast. Yeah. It's a surprise to you and I. <laughs> but um, yeah, my wife and I were talking about it. And we were looking at this house that, because she basically, ever since we moved into this house, she's been looking at, like, she's always looking at other houses. Mm. She loves it. Her and her mum, it's one of the things they just love doing. They just love looking at houses online. And she was just showing me this one that was in an area that we were sort of looking at that was in our price range. And I just said, well, we can go view it if you want. Let's go and view it. And then she was like, no, no, it's, it's too soon. We're not planning on doing this just yet. You've only really been talking about moving, what, a couple of weeks, yeah, a month? Yeah, yeah, at most, yeah. Um, Maybe over the Christmas period, we may have thought about it. Look, you're making me anxious. <laughs> That's so fast. And yeah, so we're viewing three properties what? on Saturday. <laughs> it's gone from one to three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blimey, what are they like? Nice, yeah. What's the best feature of all the houses that you've seen? Well, pool room. So I've only seen two of Sauna. them. I've only seen two of them. One of them I really like because it's got Bunker. a massive like dining room area and a really nice kitchen. But I think the upstairs will be too small. Mm. But the other one that I really, really like, it's on three floors. Wow! And it's our like a townhouse and our master bedroom will have an ensuite, which I am like, I'm on, I'm on board for. Three floors like a, uh, a loft conversion? It's a loft conversion, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So slanty ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. exciting, mate. Wow. So yeah, so that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, going house viewing, Oof. and then going to hang out with some friends. And then Sunday, all relaxing. Um, usually on a Sunday before a pay-per-view, when we come in to do a live stream, I get some time to play games yeah. as like a way to relax. And I may, I may just finish God. that Spider-Man game. You're never going to finish that game. Dude, I'm pretty sure I'm close oh. now because like, I've defeated four of the Sinister Six, right? You're chasing them around the city. Yeah, but okay. I've, I've done four of them now. Okay. Like, there's two of them left. Right. I must be close to the end. I hope so. And then I thought, I'm so close. And then it gave me a Miles Morales mission. And I'm like, <laughs> I have not got time for this sneaking around BS. Mm. And then as soon as that finished, it set me up with a Mary Jane mission which is more sneaking around that I haven't got the patience for. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out the update on Sunday. And we'll have a full Royal Rumble review on Ooh. Monday, done by you and I, um, which will be very exciting. I'm so excited for the Rumble. Come Love the Rumble. Come join us and watch the Rumble along with us over on the YouTube channel. Thank you so, so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, we'll see you Sunday for the Rumble, and we'll see you next week as well. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.